are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Coffee with Kim. I invite you to journey with me to a new day. I believe God has led you to this moment and this place because he is about to bring purpose and potential to your story. So join thousands of women and men from around the globe who have discovered how powerful their stories become once Christ touches them with his purpose. Don't you long to make this same discovery? Then grab your coffee, scoot in, and join me as we let God's Word reveal how every part of your past has been preparing you for this very moment. British theologian and Bible scholar C.S. Lewis says, Everyone says forgiveness is a lovely idea until they have to forgive someone themselves. You see, the truth is forgiveness is not easy, and it's been called uh, unforgiveness, a self-destructing sin. Someone put it this way, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. But is it possible to truly forgive when we've been so deeply hurt or something so precious has been ripped from our lives? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee. It's so good to be with you today. You know, we hadn't planned on doing a broadcast this late in the year, but God has just opened up my heart to bring to you a very special broadcast today. I hope that you will stand by because we are going to be talking about one of the greatest gifts that we can give to one another during the holiday season or any any day of our lives. You see, unforgiveness is a root that grows deep into the soil of our hearts, isn't it? It can be triggered by someone who has physically, mentally, or even emotionally stolen something from us and either will not allow us to reclaim it or it's impossible to be reclaimed. As carnal creatures, we want vengeance, right? But what Christ desires is what today's guest, Paige McLemore, describes as the noblest revenge. You're about to hear the struggles that almost undid her, according to her own words, after her sister's murder. But you also hear about God's intervention that recaptured her heart and opened her eyes to the wonder of God's grace so that she could forgive her sister's killer. Now, you must, we all must begin to ask ourselves, what are we dealing with? What is the ache of our forgiveness? And begin to realize that that is okay, but God has a better way. So hold on. Hope is on the way for any of us who are dealing with unforgiveness and we're not sure what to do with it. So grab your coffee, lean in, grab a pen. You're going to want to take notes as you join us in a conversation that I'm sure will be powerful, comforting, and I know God-glorifying as I introduce and bring into coffee today my friend, author, principal, teacher, so many other things, Paige McLemore. Paige, good morning. Welcome to coffee. Good morning, Kim. Thank you so much for having me this morning. It's a pleasure to be with you. Well, we are so delighted to have you. I have a wonderful audience of friends who are joining us right now. And so um, what, a, what a great, great message, as, as I was saying in the intro. And for our listeners, you know, we had kind of closed the books on this year, had a big year, and 
Um, but we had, I had had you scheduled before a page and because of some complications, I wasn't able to make that date. And so God just whispered in my ear last week, Hey, now is the time I really want this message on, on forgiveness. And so what a beautiful time of the year, uh, to bring this up. So thank you for rearranging your busy schedule to be with us. And, and let's just start there, Paige. Let's talk about your busy schedule. Just as a woman, what, what, what do you, what do you do? Tell us just about Paige so that our audience can get to know you a little bit. Well, thank you, Kim. Yeah, um, like you said, I'm Paige McLemore. Um, I live in a great little town, North Augusta, South Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in Augusta, Georgia, and I am the principal of Augusta Christian Middle School here in Augusta. Um, what a great mm-hmm. honor that is to be able to be a principal here. Um, I am a mom first and um, a wife to my husband, Steve. And Steve mm-hmm. and I have been married for 20 years, and we have a wonderful 16-year-old son that's a junior here at Augusta Christian. And so, like I said, we make our home in North Augusta, South Carolina. Um, my parents still live in Augusta, and um, uh, with besides being a mom, a wife, and a principal, I am an author of my book, Remembering Lee, The Noblest Revenge is to Forgive. I also have Mm -hmm. a, seems like a full-time ministry. Um, It's a part-time, full-time ministry, speaking ministry, where I speak in um, area churches and beyond about um, God's gift of forgiveness and the grace that he gives us daily. And um, I also have a connection group at First Baptist Church of North Augusta, where my friend, my best friend and I teach um, Sunday school lessons. I'm precept trained, and so we dive into God's Word weekly with our precious group um, of women and men there at First Baptist Church in North Augusta, and also um, in my speaking ministry, um, I uh, teach lessons and do retreat events for ladies, and just busy, 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 Kim, as you know, I'm sure you're just as busy as I am. Some weeks it feels like I can get everything in, and some weeks it feels like I'm hanging on by a thread, but um, there's <laughs> nothing, nothing that gives me more pleasure than to talk to people about um, Jesus and what he's done for me and what he is just waiting to do for you as well. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. That was beautiful. And it, and it is, it's, you know, I, I, and I know in the midst of all that, you find lots of family time and rest time and that, you know, it's, it's finding that balance. Some weeks seem a little bit crazier than others. And, you know, last week and, oh, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to have the breath to make it to this that week. But then, you know, you find your you find your respites. And I, I know that that's important. So, um, so you know, life and I, I know that I, I love your excitement. I love your passion. But, you know, from what I'm reading, it wasn't always like that. It seems like there was a a time in your life when you kind of lost your way. And so I'd like to dive into that because, you know, we've all had times when we've lost our way and, and I, maybe some of our listeners today, maybe they've had some kind of hurt or pain and, you know, loneliness is such a prevalent um, uh, disease actually is what, what right. it's called uh, the, in our world today. We know it's the number one uh, 
disease in our nation, loneliness and just feeling alone. And so sometimes when we're hurt and we're in so much pain, you know, we find ourselves lonely and we're not sure what to do or who to talk to. So that's one of the reasons that, that my ministry exists. I want to build platforms for people to be able to connect and not feel alone and to talk. And so many times, especially as believers, when we get to a point to where we're, we don't feel connected to God or we feel like we've lost our way, we can feel the enemy can make us feel very embarrassed about that and make us feel like we should be better, do better, and, and there's so much shame, guilt, and regret. So I want to open the doorway today for anyone out there who's feeling like maybe they've lost their way. I just want you to remember that you may have lost your way, but God's never lost you at all. And he still right. beckons us to come into him, you know, any day. And sometimes we just need someone who has been lost to show us the way back. And so, Paige, you, you by your own words, say that you kind of lost your way for a bit. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so, yeah, and what you just said, Kim, you know, um, we were just talking about this last week that you are never alone when you have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He is always right there with us, and and there is a there's just a, a little thread through my whole story that now that I'm on the other side of things that I can just see Jesus right there with me. Even when I doubted that he was with me, I know that Jesus yeah. was right there with me the entire time. And, and I just want to tell your listeners that he's right there with you too. And so, um, yeah, so my story begins all the way back in 1988 when I was a teenager in Augusta, Georgia. Um, I grew up in a great little family my parents still live in Augusta, and um, we had a great little life. It was me and my sister, Lee. Lee was 14 months older than me, so we were often mistaken for twins. Um, we did everything together. We had, we both had our own separate bedrooms, but we always ended up in, in the same room together at night, you know, just uh-huh. talking about the day and we were just as close as two sisters could be and um, often mistaken for twins. And we were just always together. She was one grade ahead of me. So I was always right there on her heels doing things. We shared the same <laughs> friends. And and so we grew up. And um, I was in my senior year at Westside High School, and she was in her first year at Augusta. It was Augusta College back in the day. Today, I think it's called Augusta University. But, um, and, you know, we were just, we had a great life, and we were always in church um, on Sunday mornings. We had dinner together with my family. You know, we just were a great little American family. And um, after I graduated from high school in 1988, and she was entering her second year at Augusta State. I joined her at Augusta College, and we um, were, you know, driving to classes together in the same car and coming home for lunch after that and going to our part-time jobs after college and just enjoying college life and, and staying close to our parents where we wanted to be and um, one day in October, it was October 26, 1988, um, I'll never forget that day. I still remember the clothes that she had on. And so we came home for lunch, and she dropped me off at my little um, part-time job. I worked at a Hallmark card store, and um, she went to her part-time job. It was Johansson Sporting Goods here in Augusta, and she was working that day. And I'll never forget I was at the, the the Hallmark store, and we had a little radio there that day, and, and it came on the radio that there had been a shooting um, at a at Johansson Sporting Goods. So naturally, I became um, panicked, 
And about a second later, I got a phone call from my dad at my work saying, um, we're on the way to the Medical College of Georgia. Lee's been shot. And so um, after that, it was just absolute chaos, chaos, shock, Mm. um, just as you can imagine. So we all um, went down to the Medical College of Georgia to the trauma unit and spent the next two days there. And um, Lee was murdered. Her coworker was murdered at Johansson Sporting Goods that day, and um, a man, a felon, came in with a gun and and robbed him. Um, he left the store and decided that he would come back because he knew that they, that they, if they were alive, they would recognize him and he would get in trouble. So he came back to the store um, and murdered both of the girls there that day. And so after that. Um, we spent the bulk of the next year just, you know, in shock. Um, you know, two days later at the medical college, my parents had to make that terrible decision to take Lee off of life support. Um, so she was gone. Mm-hmm. And as an 18-year-old, it's hard to fathom that as a 52-year-old woman today. But, um, you know, when you're 18, that was hard. It was it's a time in my life when I look back and it's like I don't even recognize that person anymore. Um, young, not understanding the fullness of what everything can happen. You know, Kim, as you're a mom and, and now you're a grandma and I'm a mom of a 16-year-old boy, um, my 16-year-old, he thinks he knows everything. That's just the way 16-year-olds are. Um, right. And, you know, I I thought I knew everything when I was 18 and thought that, oh, I was going to be able to handle this. But looking back on it, I knew nothing, and I certainly didn't handle it well. Um, well, let's stop, after, well, let's stop, right, let, let's stop okay. right there for just a minute. When you said, um, when you when you say, and, and let me just stop and say, what, how, you know, like we're all just grieving with you. So sorry that 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 happened. I mean, I know. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine that pain because we love. It sounds like you all, you and Lee, were so close, and your parents. It sounds yeah. like you know just that that wonderful family that you had and, and moved around as a unit. Um, so take me because I know that a lot of people who are listening, who are leaning in, have lost people through tragedy, just as you lost Lee. After those just first few days, looking back now at, at the age that you are now and looking back and seeing the hurt and the pain uh, that you went through, what? how could you, so like some of the, the people who are listening right now that are still raw, what could you say to them in their rawness before we move on? Just what would you have said to, what would you have said to yourself now looking back? What would you say to her? Um, well, certainly – um, I would have. Uh, I would just tell people that they need to lean into the Lord and and lean yeah. into His promises. And so, and that that was what that was lacking for me. And I'm not saying that my parents didn't have me in church because, like I said, they did. Um, you know, there's always a verse when I speak to people about the way that I felt then, and it takes me to James one six. And and what James 1, 6 says is that your faith should be in God alone. Do not waver. For a person with right. divided loyalties is unsettled as waves in the ocean. And so, mm. or, or, or it's like being, some versions say it's like being tossed in the wind. And so that is how 
I would describe myself at that time. Um, overcome by grief, certainly, um, mm-hmm. but it led into so much more. And I and I know people hear me right now that are going through something as tough as I've gone through, or maybe tougher, um, more difficult. That that when your loyalty is divided, and my loyalty was certainly divided at that time. Um, look, I knew God, and I knew God was um, this powerful person, this powerful spirit that was above us, but I did not know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior like I know him today. I did not have that relationship. And so mm-hmm. I was being tossed in the wind by um, I felt sad. I prayed to God daily, help me, God. Um, I, I didn't miss a day of that. But what I also had in my heart was revenge and hate, hatred immediately. I and anger, him. I bet. Uh, oh, I yes. was so mad. I hated mm-hmm. him so deeply that it, it rocks me to the core this, to this day of how I felt towards him. And what I could have said in my heart that I could have done to get back at him, we, we talked about it. I'm going to be quite blunt and honest with you and your listeners right now. I talked in my heart about what I wanted to do to him and to mm-hmm. get him back. Um, this person mm-hmm. that I never knew in a split second that I hated so deeply. Right, right. Right. Well, Lee, I mean, Lee, Paige, um, I'm sure you don't mind that. I'm sure you don't mind that I I did that at all. (laughs) I can't really say that was probably a comforting moment for you. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Yeah. I know. What a sweet slip up. Um, Yeah. Paige, what, so how did that, you know, you were talking about that pain, that anger, that, you know, all those feelings. So how did that begin to affect your life? What, What began to happen inside your mind? Yeah, so I love what you said at the beginning of this. I always tell people when I speak that that forgiveness is like you drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. And I certainly did that for longer than I want anybody else to do that. But what you said, Kim, I wrote it down in my notes that unforgiveness is the self-destructing sin. That's that's profound. And I'm definitely going to use that because it is self-destructing because the bitterness and hatred that I felt for that man um it Mm -hmm. fueled so many things in me so i was already an insecure person but that's not unreasonable to think that young women are insecure and the way the world is today we can certainly see that so i was an insecure person as a young woman and so but what satan does and 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 what this unforgiveness will do is it sparked that within me that um right. un, that that un um confident person that I, I was not confident at all and that that self-doubting part of me well that just uh-huh. fueled the fire for years and years and years of self-destruction i mm. um i took paths that that i know was not in god's will and it certainly wasn't in my parents desire for me i um it fueled um a party atmosphere for me it fueled finding friends in all the wrong places um it Mm -hmm. found it it fueled me um being so insecure that i would settle for relationships that were not 
um, good for me. Um, it mm-hmm. fueled me looking for love in places that I didn't need to be looking and accepting um, the treatment of uh, others treating me um, the way that I right. know that God does not want me to be treated. And so I, you know, Colossians 2.13 says mm-hmm. that you were dead in your transgressions and nothing can, can say it more clearly than that, that I was right. dead to my transgressions and I was living a life that was so far from God. And, and I know your listeners, I know somebody out there today can knows a person like that. We all have that family yeah. member that continues to make the same mistakes over and over again. Well, that was me, and, and what's missing is that relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and so the saddest part, when I, every time I think about this, Kim, and say this to people, the saddest part of my life back then was that I did not know that all I had to do was come back to the Father and ask for forgiveness Mm. of everything Mm. that I had done and that he was just sitting there waiting. He was waiting for me to come back to him. I tell people all the time, I told a pastor this one time, and he he couldn't believe it. And I said, I know that, that God loves me, but... I can't ask for forgiveness because he's not going to forgive me. I've done too many things wrong. And and mm-hmm. I, that is so sad to me that I thought that all those years ago. And that's why but, I continue down Paige, that same path. But, Paige, I want to stop right there and just interject the, the thought that so many right now feel uh-huh. that way. And that was yep. another reason I felt like that God wanted this message uh, presented right now on this day and, and during this season. And I, I know that this, this will go into podcast and it will be heard in January and February and March and every month of the year. And that is so good. But for now, when it is going live, it is right at Christmas when Jesus came, you know, left heaven, came when was birthed so that we could at any moment and any time not feel like it's too late. And so I just wanted to pause right there because I just wanted, I felt like that pricked the heart of so many people and they're listening mm-hmm. to the lie that it is too late. And I just want right. to remind you, you know, forgiveness is at the very heart of the gospel. Uh, Galatians 3.13 says, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against the other, you know, that we are to forgive as the Lord has forgiven us. And so you just hit a very crucial um, uh, point right there that I just wanted to stop, and I just wanted to let that breathe a little bit in the heart of our listeners just to remember Paige, what Paige said because that was so profound. At any moment, we turn back, you know, like the prodigal son. We just turn back. So, um, Paige, I'm sorry right. to interrupt you there, but I just that wanted is. to let that breathe, breathe just a minute. So can, that, um, that. tell us what, what I would like to do is I would like to talk for a moment about the, a rock bottom moment that you may have had. I feel like many of mm-hmm. us have had rock bottom moments. Uh, I'd like to take uh, just uh, four, maybe three or four minutes and talk about that. And then, listeners, what we're going to do is we're going to take a, a short break after she finishes that. And then we're going to come back. You've heard about the, the horrific event that took Lee from them or took Lee on to heaven and, and, and separated, separated them during this time. And, and you're probably, listeners, you're probably thinking about what you've lost, maybe what has been taken away that someone will not give back to you or it can't be replaced. It can't be given back to you. Or maybe something that you have done towards someone. There's so many spectrums of this. Uh, thing called forgiveness, maybe something you're even holding against yourself. So I want you to just 
listeners, I want you to let your mind just be free right, for a few minutes to talk, think about your life as, as Paige is sharing hers. But then we're going to come back after uh, Paige talks about a rock-bottom moment. We're going to come back and we're going to start talking about the hope in all this. We're going to talk about the scriptures that, that changed Paige's life. We're going to talk about the prayers that we can do. We're going to talk about the, the path to forgiveness. What, what, does, what, what does forgiveness mean? We're going, to, we're going to start talking about how you and I at this moment can say no more, and we're going to not live in this unforgiveness because I will tell you, had I not forgiven situations in my life, I would have not known the ministry I have today. And guess what? Neither would Paige. So it makes me right. think, what ministry is resting inside the heart of our listeners that unforgiveness mm-hmm. is the key to? You know, we need to talk about that because we have the key. Christ Jesus is our key. So, Paige, let's take just a few minutes and talk about did you have a rock bottom moment? Yes. And so that's that's such a good word right there, Kim, because you know that um Colossians two thirteen when I said that you're dead in your transgressions, but then God made you alive in Christ and he forgave all yes. of our sins. And so there is freedom in Christ. And so um, you know, I did not know that at the time of my life and, and there was rock bottom. There were several rock bottom moments, but I always tell people I must be more hard headed than most because God just really <laughs> he just had to let me continue to go down this path and and you know I made life um life choices that 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 just didn't affect me then but they had lasting effects on my life and and I was in a relationship that was abusive and it was terrible um but I tell people all the time and just to be honest in the in the voice of page it wasn't anybody's fault but my own I was allowing people to treat me terribly because I didn't feel worthy of love and the most important love that I didn't feel worthy of was my own and also Jesus I just knew that that if I went to heaven God was going to thump me on my head and say "Uh uh-uh girl you messed up I'm not going to allow you in and that's and that is only because I did not know the beautiful gift of forgiveness and grace and mercy Mm -hmm. and so that is why I'm so passionate about this today, and this is why that I love to speak about it every time I can because my rock bottom was an abusive relationship that was hurtful. Mm. It was terrible. Everything about it was bad, and so I had the self-determination. I, I am a strong person, and I knew that about myself. I got out of it. I, I let all that go, and I said, you know what, Lord? I'm done with relationship. I need help. Um, you know, I would go out at night and come home and cry myself to sleep and say, God, if you would just give me my sister back, I promise I'll do better. But that's not what God needed from me. God needed me just to let him do all the work and accept that Lee was in heaven. She's fine. She's with Jesus. I will see her again. And so that was my rock bottom moment was, um, that relationship, when I finally just said, you know, I cried uncle. I said, I give up, Lord. I'm going to let yes. you take it. I'm going to let you take it. And and after I did that, mm. worked on myself. I got another job. Mm. I started working on myself and just saying, you know what, I've got to be okay. I sought counseling. I went to a counselor for the first time, and he was a godly man that just said, mm. you know what, you've got to forgive yourself. And so exactly. I just... 
started doing that, and it was baby steps. And I tell people all the time, the first step of forgiveness well, is something about Let's not go there yet. Let's not go there okay. yet. We're going to start. We're going to start on the forgiveness because what I want to do, Paige, and I want people just to sit in that hurt right now. I want them okay. to go into their own, and I, because you have so much hope to give. And 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 uh, listeners, that's exactly where Paige is taking you. She has shared with you her hurt. She shared with you uh, decisions that she made. And you know, Paige, I can't help but think that this this um, the way you allowed yourself to be treated was really in a, an an inner uh, reflection of what you really wanted to do to the person who had hurt your sister. There's there's a deep uh, connection to all that, yeah. and you know, the, right? There was some things. Yeah, as a counselor, I can see how you were just projecting and 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 you know because our minds get so twisted when we're in such pain like that and we do accept things because we can't when we can't lash out and do what we're think what our carnal nature is thinking that we want to do then sometimes we allow it to come onto ourselves somehow we feel like that that's even even in the score it's just a really it's a it's a bundle of lies that the enemy sends sends to us to get us all confused to to wrap us up in shame, guilt, and regret. But Paige, live that life. We've all lived those moments. But guess what? Paige found hope. She's found redemption. And she has found that uh, she has truly found that the noblest revenge is to forgive. And so, friends, what we're going to do is we're going to take a 30-second break. During that time, I want you to think, do I need to ask Paige a question? Do I need to talk to her? If you do, we're going to be going through the, the steps and the processes. But if you'd like to talk to Paige, I'm sure she wouldn't mind. You can call us at 347-324-5246, 347-324-5246. You can call. Be sure and press 1. When you do, our uh, executive director will let me know that you're online and you can come in and ask any question as long as it is pertaining to our topic today on forgiveness. So, Paige, let's take 30 seconds. And when we come back, I want to talk about how your life began to change. And you already said it it began in baby steps, and that's such a crucial, crucial and important place uh, to start when we get back. What were some of those steps? So Paige McLemore, thank you for being with us and we'll be right back in 30 seconds. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. As an adult, kids want to know you're listening to them, but they also want to listen to you. When it comes to alcohol, they want to know your expectations and how and why to avoid underage drinking. Talking early and often about it in everyday conversations reinforces your message and keeps lines of communication open. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee. Coffee is conversations of friends of faith to encourage and equip. It's such a delight to have platforms where we can pull hope and healing together because there's so many hurts in our world today. And really, when we think about it, we know that everyone has some type of hurt and we need one another and spreading the gospel of God's God's unconditional love and, and always filled with grace and mercy. Uh, I'm Kim Crable, in case I forgot to tell you that, and I would love for you to know more about my ministry. You can go to www.kimcrable.org. Uh, we are a global ministry that, that truly is just about 
spreading the hope that Christ gives to each and every one of us. And one of our big topics is forgiveness. And I think that's why my heart was so uh, lean toward Paige and her story. So check us out, www.kimcravel.org, where next year our theme is going to be Living Free in 23. We're so excited about what God is doing. So join us. We'd love to be a part of that. So before we... uh, Let's, i tell you what, let's just move right on to uh, our book, uh, the author of our book, Remembering Lee, uh, Paige McLemore. You heard she is an author, a speaker, she's a principal, she's a mom, she's a wife, she is very involved in our world, and all for the same reason, you know, really glorifying God and, and trying to help others, um, as most of us are trying to do get through what they're going through uh, as they grow in Christ. And so, Paige, thank you again so much for sharing the beautiful story of Lee. And I know, imagine, sometimes I just think I've lost a couple of friends to death in, uh, in the last few weeks, and I think, boy, what a, what a reunion it's going to be when we, when we finally see our loved ones. Have you ever, I bet sometimes you just sit and dream about seeing Lee again, don't you? I do. I dream about her all the time, you know. And I just cannot wait to see her again um, when Mm -hmm. I get to heaven. It's just going to be a glorious reunion. And also for my mom and dad to be able to see her, that'll make you just sit there and cry sweet tears to think about that. (laughs) It's just going to be an amazing time. It is. And and just to think that because of Jesus, because of the season, you know, he made that possible for us. And, you know, again, just to stop and just, you know, just to reflect on him and he is our supreme you know he is our supreme savior in all things and so uh we we carry on in the midst of the losses don't we and the hurt and and so that's what we'll do and and you're using her story and in such a way and you know Paige, I'll, i'll just tell you this and you know and i'm sure you've heard this before but what you've done in in in, in sharing her story is that you are allowing Lee to fulfill her own ministry. You know, in her absence, mm-hmm. you are fulfilling a ministry uh, that for her. And I think that's a powerful thing. Um, wow. So, that's amazing. Yes. It thank is. You, Kim. It is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, let's, let's go ahead with the hope now. So you hit the rock mm-hmm. bottom, you, you had a lot of things going on. So we have people kind of at that rock bottom moment. We've, we've led them to the place of their deepest hurt and their pain. All right, now let's start coming out of this. Let's start, you started talking about the small steps. What, what was the right. moment then you, you, what was the moment, if you don't mind repeating that, where you just said, oh, I've got to, I can't survive like this. I've got to, I've got to make a change. So yeah, after um, being in that abusive relationship and just just one one bad relationship after another, I just I just said, you know what, no more, Lord, I can't do this anymore. Um, I was getting back into church and and I was just I just said, you know, I, I I'm done. I'm done with relationships and I need to just work on myself and and just try to be happy. You know, the saying that oh that's just the way she is. You know, she's been through a lot or or you know. She's just lost a lot, so she's just going to have to deal with it for the rest of her life. Well, that's a lie from Satan, but I thought yes. that about myself. I thought, you know, my, my lot in life is just to be sad. Um, and so mm-hmm. I just, I, I had to get away from that stinking thinking, as my pastor says. And, and I also yes. want to remind people that when you are at your rock bottom and you are a child of God, that God's silence does not mean his absence. 
that sometimes mm-hmm. he just allows us to get there. So we will grab onto him, grab his, his cloak, just like the, the woman in the Bible. And so I, um, I had to do that. And so as mm-hmm. soon as I just said no more, gave up on everything, um, hope came. And so um, I, I, I started dating my now husband, and I will tell you I had given up on relationships, but it was a blind date, and I did not <laughs> want to go on it. But I went, and um, what a blessing. He is a solid man, and the first thing he asked me when we started dating was, Will you go to church with me? And so um, wow. I got back into I got back into church, and we um, we got married within a year. Crazy, and um, <laughs> then we were in church, and we moved to North Augusta, and I got plugged into church there, and um, people just started pouring into me. Um, I started reading the Bible for the first time. I had never read the Bible. Um, I knew some some verses, but I never had read the Bible. And so Mm. I started reading the Bible, getting into Sunday school. Um, My husband and I joined a Sunday school class, and and I just started diving into God's Word. Um, The Mm. questions kept coming up, though, Kim. I wanted to know why did God take my sister? I wanted to know why she had to die. Um, Everybody told me everything happens for a reason or she's in a better place. And and that is true. God does have a plan for everybody's life, and I know that. But at the time, that was just making me more angry and more – um, more curious, like, well, I need an answer. I'm a, I'm a pretty smart girl that has to have concrete answers. And so mm-hmm. I just started diving into God's Word, and, and, and somebody pointed me to John 10.10, 10 and, and it changed my life that, that, you know, all those years, I, and I hate to admit this, and in my anger and bitterness, I blamed God for Lee dying. I, I blamed him. I was mad at him. But John 10.10 right. 10 told me that Satan came to steal and kill, not God. That Satan right. is the evil one in this world, not God. I didn't know the verse in John where it says that Satan is the ruler of this world. I, I had right. no idea that that was the truth. I thought God mm. ruled this world. He made it, so why didn't he rule it? So opening up the Bible was a, a life-changing experience for me. Um, and mm. so I had somebody that challenged me to read the whole thing, and I read the whole thing, and it changed my life. And, and so I would just encourage anybody. And when people ask me, Paige, how do you forgive? I say, you've got to open up God's Word. You've got you to gotta go to the source of your forgiveness, and that is only through Jesus Christ. So not to get ahead of myself. So I just I started asking these same questions, and they're all in my book. I, I, I lay out these questions right. in Remembering Lee about um, the questions that I had and what scripture leads me to those answers. But every day when I would finish reading my Bible, and you have to remember this is the first time I've ever read the Bible, so my mornings changed automatically. Instead of jumping right. up at the last minute, I now carved out 20 minutes. Then it turned into 30 minutes. Today it's 50 minutes. Um, of Bible study every single morning, but but every time I would open up God's Word, forgiveness, forgiveness, it would always come up. Um, mm. But the first step 
to forgiveness of others is you have to forgive yourself. You have to Mm -hmm. forgive yourself. And so that's what I had to do. I had to forgive myself. And no Romans 835 that says nothing can separate you from God's love. And so I had to forgive myself for all those silly, stupid mistakes that I made all those years, all those terrible, terrible choices that I made. Um, I had to forgive myself. Asking Jesus to forgive me was life-changing. And so after I asked Jesus to um, forgive me of all those past mistakes, I just felt this freedom. And, you know, we, we talked about that earlier, that there's freedom in Christ, and there is. Right. And once, right. You, once you know for a fact that you are a child of God, and I rededicated my life those years in church, and I, and I knew for a fact that I was a child of God, that nothing can separate me from God's love, that I'm never alone because of Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I was free, and I was free to pursue the things that God had for me uh, from the very beginning, his plan for me in my life. And so it was just an amazing thing to forgive yourself is an amazing act. Mm-hmm. And, and another way to say that is walking in God's forgiveness, right? You accept that yes. forgiveness, and you don't you don't hold you don't hold yourself uh, above what God has said. You accept right. that forgiveness. And what how did what did that look how does that look different though? Because if someone's out there and they're not really familiar with the Bible and everything, well, put, draw a picture of what that would look like for someone. What what did that mean to you? What how did your life change? I mean, did you, well, you, you said you, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, that, that, that's perfectly, I have a perfect example, and it's from one of my Sunday school teachers that told me that, you know, the forgiveness of yourself, if you can picture, and I love the outdoors and nature, if you can picture an old lake with a little crooked sign sticking out of the, the shore of the lake that says no fishing, and that's the perfect sign of forgiving yourself. There, you can't fish your sins back up. God, God has forgiven. Isn't that a great little picture? It reminds me of like a little scene on Andy Griffith, you know, like a little scene on Andy Griffith's show where you have the little Uh crooked sign that says no fishing. So you have to, and it's hard for women, Kim, you know that we love to fish up mistakes and replay yeah. things over in my head. I wrote to the Lord about that this morning, about me replaying something that's happened recently over and over in my yeah. head. God right. says in his word that he forgives our sins, never thinking of them again. And so we right. have to do the same thing. So it's a no fishing sign. And once, if you start, if I start thinking about my past, I capture it. I say, nope, Lord, we're not doing that today. And I get myself busy doing something else, picking up a Bible, picking up a journal, mm-hmm. writing it out, going, doing something. Um, you know, you right. cannot dwell on your past. It will eat you alive. We can't. You, Everybody listening to my voice knows that person that you always meet or your family member that always talks about the past mistakes and how it just yeah. draws the crowd down. Nobody wants to hear about it. And God does not need to hear about it from you again. He's already forgiven you. And that is an amazing freedom that we have in Christ. Um, Well, yes, and it – 
and it's a trap if we don't use it. If we don't use right. if we don't use them, it is a trap that keeps us stuck and keeps it's almost like the vision around us is is muted and we can't see the future because we can only see our forgiveness our unforgiveness. You know, one of the things that people ask me a lot, um, Paige, and I'd like to your spin on this is okay great well if god wants me to forgive why did he not why did he make it impossible for me to forget and i think that 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 is something that i i'm asked over and over and over in the counseling room is oh i don't understand that you know until you really understand those two words and of course the biblical is going into the greek and i know but i want your 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 thought on this but you know forgetting to forget means that you don't you remember it in your mind so you can use it as a gauge of wisdom in the in the in the future but also for, forgetting means means to be loosened from anything that would hold you back right. yes you remember it but you're loosened from you know what the the detriments of what that remembering can do for you do you have any other thoughts on that because that's a powerful thing and it's a very practical question that really needs to be answered because you're not going to forget what happened, but you can forgive and walk free of it. Right, and I'm never going to forget what happened to my sister or what happened to me in right. my past. But like you, what you said about forgetting is just the loosening it up. And I told you that um, before we came on air that I just started this Joseph study. In Genesis, uh-huh. Joseph says when he has his children, he named his first child, and I can't remember the name. It begins with an, of his two children, and he tells he tells the Lord, you, I, you gave me these children and I've named them because you've let me forget my past, forget what my brothers did to me. So he didn't forget literally, but he's loosened it up to let his life continue in God's path. And so I would just say as an example for me, um, after after I forgave myself and ultimately forgave the man that murdered my sister, I haven't mm-hmm. forgotten that, but I don't think about it on a daily basis anymore. I really don't. I do not think about my sister being murdered on a daily basis. Now, I don't want you to think that that means I don't think about Lee because I think about Lee every morning. You know, you missed right. you missed both and called me Lee. We look alike. I can see yeah. her face in my face every morning when I wake up. I think about Lee, but now right. once I have forgiven. I don't think about her with sadness, but I think about her the sweet memory of all the things that we did and, like you said, when I'll see her again. So it's a totally different memory bank that I have now. And I don't dwell on how much I hated the man that murdered her anymore. Now that I've forgiven, I don't think about him at all, honestly. And that's and that's the power, and that's what I wanted our listeners to to, to remember is that mm-hmm. to forgive someone who has hurt you. And I'm talking to people about people maybe who have been abused, people who have been hurt deeply right. in in, di- in different ways. You know, to forgive that person doesn't mean that you're you're saying that it's okay. You're not. You know, what what you're doing is you're saying I am going to be freed of the negative mm-hmm. thoughts. I'm going to be freed of those things that are trying to hold me down. And that's really what you're going to remember. But you know, you're going to be 
able. Speaking of Joseph, what did he say to his brothers? What you meant for evil, God has, has turned mm-hmm. for good. Mm-hmm. And what right. we can do is, it, and, and, and Paige, you were such a great example of that. And my past is such a great example of what God can do. And listener, whatever it is that, that you're holding on to, you know, and it just, it, it, it causes anger and hurt and frustration. You know, God says, give it to me. And in the forgiveness process, handing it over, the, the process of all that is he is transforming, you know, our hurt into into hope and healing. And so that's the picture mm-hmm. I wanted everyone to see is no matter what, what it is that's in your heart that requires forgiveness, that what God can do with it is beyond anything that we could ever imagine. And it doesn't mean that you... You forget the person or you forgive what they did or you forget the person that you lost. It is a transformation so that we on this earth can continue and finish strong in what God has called us to do. Amen. Right, Paige? That's true. That's yes. so true. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, so continue on. Let's let's think about our listeners now who are uh, needing, you know, they're they're to the point page and they're going, okay, I am ready to move on. I I have dealt with this. Your conversation, our our talk today has led them to a point of, okay, if I'm done, I'm I'm to the point to where Kim and Paige were in their lives. I'm done. I'm ready to move on. What's the first thing? What's the first thing they do right this minute, Paige? Well, I I would say you need to get on your knees and ask the Lord to free your heart of all of this, and he will do just that. Now, Okay, Paige, Paige. Go ahead. Paige, Paige. For our listeners, I want you to know we're not sitting side by side, so we're not interrupting each other intentionally. (laughs) But, but Paige, it just dawned on me, why don't you lead them in a prayer? If someone, why don't you take a minute, and why don't you lead people through a prayer um, of what they, where they can start turning this around right now. Certainly. I would, I would ask you to just bow your heads and, and listen to the Lord's spirit in your heart. Um, mm. You know, God's word says to make allowances for each other's faults and to forgive mm-hmm. anyone who offends you. You know, God's word also says remember that the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. There is no exceptions in the Bible, and when God says to forgive, he means forgive all. And so, Lord, I would just ask you to pierce every listener's heart that is harboring unforgiveness or bitterness in their heart, Lord, that you would release them of that today, Lord. And that that your word says that if, if you do forgive, you get a new heart. It says mm-hmm. it in Ezekiel that you would get a new heart, a heart of flesh, And, Lord, I would ask for you to release that stony, stubborn heart that's so embedded in all of us, Lord, that harbor unforgiveness, Lord, and that you would renew their hearts in my heart to open that up for your work and your plans for our lives, Lord. I would ask you to just be with every listener today and that you would would continue to minister to them through their heart, Lord, and that they would not remember the bad that has been done to them, Lord, but to remember the goodness that you have for all of us. And, Lord, I I say this to people, and I feel like the Lord is telling me to say it now, Lord. And listeners, listen to me. If you don't want to do it for the other person, and I can totally understand that feeling, Lord, do it for the Lord. 
Yes. He asks us to do it. So loving Jesus, just like we love our children, we want to do our children favors when they ask us to do something, Lord. Help the listeners remember that, that we are forgiving for you, not for the person that did the, the ungodly deed or the bad deed to us, Lord. That we yes. are your children and you are our father and you are asking us to forgive. Mm. Your word commands us to forgive. Mm. And so out of the pure, abundant love that we have for you, Lord, we need to say yes today. Mm. And I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. And Kim, that's, Amen. That's, what I, that's what I say is that, you know, the Lord told me to forgive the man that murdered my sister. After all those yes. years and after I forgave myself, you know, the next mm-hmm. step was to forgive him. The next step, and you can read all about it in my book, the next step was to write him a letter and let him know. All of that, I didn't yes. do it for the man that murdered my sister. I didn't. He doesn't, it's, as far as I know, I mean, I don't know if he read the letter or not, but I don't even know if he knows. I did it for yes. the Lord. I did it for Jesus. Right. I love Jesus. That's why that song, Let Me Tell You About My Jesus, is my favorite song. And, and I love Jesus so much that yes. he has asked me to do something. And how can I say no to him? How can right. I look? I've got a picture of Jesus in my office right now that I'm staring at while I'm talking to you. And I'm thinking with tears in my eyes, how could I tell that man no? I cannot right. tell Jesus no. I cannot tell him no. So I have right. to say yes. You have to say yes mm. to Jesus. Right. That's right. Well, and that's where that's where new that's where newness comes, isn't it? That's where that right. new heart. That's where that's where freedom. That's where you know the, mm-hmm. the 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 heavy load, the burdens begin to 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 flow away. But it's also work. You know, we continue. It's it not is. a ma- It's not a. It's not a mag- magic wand. It's something that uh, listeners. It's not like you you pray it and then you get up and you put feet to to the prayers, right? That's fine. Uh, Page. And so you said you sought counseling. What we're saying, you jo- you dove into the Bible. You found mm-hmm. a good church to get involved in. Um, right. So these are good practical ways. Any any other practical step that our listeners could listen to, but you know, just just that prayer and finding a good church and and getting in your Bible every morning. I mean, these are practical ways that are going to lead you out of. This the the hurt and the pain that you're in, and and it is an ongoing process, right, Paige? It's like right. it's not a one and done. I'm sure that there have been right. many times when something, you know, the enemy will throw that back into your in your mind, and you have to go back and remind yourself of the steps you have taken so that you can move forward. Have you found that to be true in your life? Yes, 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 ma'am. That you know, I tell people all the time, I have to forgive that man daily. It's that renewing yes. of your heart every morning yes. because there is it. My bitterness is only one bad attitude away for me and for everybody else. Yes. I could wake right. up this morning and say, you know what? Forget the ministry. I want to go back to being mad at the man that murdered my sister, and that would be so easy to do. And so, yes. um, you have to renew your mind every single morning um it's hard this was the hardest thing i've ever done and i'm so glad you said that it's not easy because it is not easy and i'm going to tell you him the the most the best blessing that the lord has given me is a group of friends that hold me accountable and i cannot tell you how many times because i remember 
when my old self, I had to leave that old life. When I when I renewed my faith in Jesus Christ, I had to leave right. that old life behind. So I had to leave some friends in the past. I still love them. I still care about them. Yes. But I prayed to the Lord daily, and I would urge your listeners to pray for godly women to come in their lives to help them along the way. We need help. We need help. Yes. And so my godly friends, I will call them, or they are only a text message away. Y'all, I need prayer. I'm feeling bitter yep. today. And their mm-hmm. help and guidance to say, we're not mm-hmm. doing that page. We're going to go to this. We're going this way to always lead you to the way of the cross is so yes. important in your lives. We need each other to help mm. us make it through yes. this world. Absolutely. And so if you're sitting yes. at home today, please reach out. Reach out to me. I'll help you get plugged yes. into the group. You know, and we have Paige, I love I love what we're doing in Augusta when you're able to come. This friends of pet yes. faith that's that's growing. That's such my heart is just that we have them in many cities and you know, it's my heart to pull people of all faiths together, all denominations, so that we can truly reach out and see who needs this forgiveness. I wanna have experts on forgiveness and experts on, on you know, finding your, your gift and all of us working together in unity. And people get people get so off base on what unity means. They think it's like one church or one group of people who are all unified right. together. No, unity is all of us in unified under the direction of Jesus Christ and what he says. Right. And so uh, that brings us all together. Paige, we're almost out of time. I, what I would love for, to do in these next couple, well, actually a minute, is would you please remind everyone, uh, listeners, the book is called Remembering Lee. It's available on Amazon, many places. But, um, and it's excellent. It's a, it, it is a small book packed with unbel- a lifetime of wisdom uh, that you mm-hmm. would find yourself walking through. But Paige, would you take uh, just about 30 seconds to remind people how they can find you to invite you to their church or to even ask questions? Thank you, Kim. Yes, um, go to my website, Paige Macklemore. It's P-A-I-G-E. M-C-L-E-M-O-R-E.com, pagemacklemore.com. All of my information is on there. You can purchase my book directly through the website or, like Kim said, on Amazon and other. Um, you, you just Google it, and it, it's on several different websites. But go to pagemacklemore.com. My email is on there. There's a little button that says um, contact or for more information. You put your information in there, send me an email, and I'll get right back to you. I'd love to come and speak at your church or have you purchase a book. If you want to purchase one directly from me, send me an email through my website, pagemacklemore.com, and I'll sign it and send it to you. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Paige, I knew this was going to be great. I knew it was going to pass quickly. So just want to take a minute to, again, thank you uh, for taking a full hour of your busy schedule right here during the holidays to, you know, speak into the hearts of those who are really hurting right now, who have great losses. And we don't minimize that at all. It's it's pain. It's a great loss. But, you know, I I found Jesus is bigger. We just have to kind of absorb ourselves into him. And, and he is 
He is our great comforter is one of the places that you had in your book. You talked about that. So thank you so much, friend. And what a, what an incredible way for you to honor your family and most especially Lee. And so your parents and, you know, your husband, your son. I mean, just, just an incredible way for you to honor all of them, but most importantly, the way you honor our Savior, Jesus. So thank you so much for being with us. And, and to the listeners, I'd like to just remind you that, you know, forgiveness really is a gift. And, and here during the holidays or, or any, any month of the year, forgiveness is a gift that, that is right there ready for you to, to give at any time. But I'd like to remind you that forgiveness, while you may be called to forgive someone else, is truly the greatest gift that you can give to yourself. Forgiveness That's is fine. going to unlock forgiveness is going to unlock something in you that you never that you would never have been able to discover had you not extended the gift of forgiveness. Forgiveness is really what opened up, as I alluded to before, forgiveness opened up an entire ministry for me. Had I not forgiven things in my past, had I not stepped out and said, I can't, can't live in that anymore, I would have never known the greatest gift of not only knowing the true abundance of living in, in, the, in the freedom of Christ, but to have had the ministry opened up that forgiveness gave. Forgiveness has opened up a ministry for Paige. It definitely opened up a ministry for me. And you know, I think that your forgiveness will open up a ministry for you. Why not try? try? Why not see? It will be the greatest gift that you give to yourself. And Jesus stands with it, ready to help us at any time. So listeners, thank you so much for being with us today. Paige, thank you so much for being with us. And as we conclude, I'd also like to just thank Up To Me Radio for the constant opportunities that are given to us through this incredible station to really reach out with in, into the hurting world that we all live in with God's hope and his love that is always available to us. So thank you to everyone who listens. And I just pray that this will be a message that will just send freedom throughout the nations. Thank you so much for joining us, Paige McLemore. Thank, thank you so you much so for much, joining Kim. me. I love you so much. Let's do it again. All right, yes, friends, time's you. up. Absolutely. Goodbye, everybody. I hope to see you again right here on Coffee. Bye, everybody. To learn more about Kim's books, teaching materials, or to invite Kim to speak at your event, please visit kimcrables.org. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, to learn more, please visit kimcrables.org.